is a Ford Mustang through city streets. The superhero fights a gang of villains on a runaway muni bus. A caring and very ripped dad maneuvers a stolen boat through a tsunami before a massive wave hits the Golden Gate Bridge. Nope, it's not Fleet, just Fleet Week in the City by the Bay. It's another action-packed episode of Crush Fictionally. <laughs> it's your girl, Michelle Foray, and with me is my ride or die and my lovely co-host, Kimberly Trong. Ooh. This episode is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Fictional characters who are in, on, using, stuck in, some form of transportation. Vroom, vroom, baby. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Where are they stuck? Oh, my God. Someone take care of that muni bus already. So <laughs> I have a question for all of us here on this call. Do you, any of you have an interesting planes, trains, and automobiles story? Listen, I'm going to jump right in and say yes, because this happened to me recently. I don't have to go first, though. So if anyone feels as though they have a, a, an it. interesting story, jump right in and, and skip me. Take it. Go all right, I'm, I'm, right I'm going to go for it. So me and my friend recently, like last minute, went to Curacao. Like we were like literally at the 11th hour, <laughs> we both booked tickets to go to curacao and you've never been there before never been there before neither of us okay first time my friend's like i got a week off work where are we going kim and i was like wherever you want baby uh <laughs> we went had a great time lovely like lovely island highly recommend it like the locals are great the food is great the beaches are to die for it's wonderful however flying back we had to connect through Miami. Whatever, not a big deal. This is a part of international travel. This is life, right? We connect through Miami. Again, whatever, not a big deal. However, our flight get get kept, sorry, kept getting pushed back. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, 15 minutes, we'd get a new notification. Oh, postpone another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes. Okay, fine. Like, I can literally live with that as long as they don't cancel the flight. You know what I mean? Just get my ass on the flight and get me home some point tonight, right? Well, we get on the flight. Now, the flight has been delayed maybe an hour and a half at this point. All right, not the worst thing that could happen. We're on the plane. We're getting ready to leave, right? Wrong. So, <laughs> we are on the tarmac for a long time, okay? Like, the longest time. Finally, um, they're like, okay, we're getting we're getting out of here. They close door. Mm. All right, cool. Like, you know, they do the whole spiel. Like, put your tray tables up. Put your seat belts on. We're going to do, you know, a walkthrough of how to be a person on the plane. <laughs> and there is this woman who is in my section. I think she's in my row, but yeah. she, you know, this is a big international flight and she's on, I shouldn't say international, it's domestic, but it's Miami to LAX, which is a huge flight as you can imagine. And she's way on the other side of the plane and I can hear her scream FaceTiming. <laughs> like no headphones in. Okay. So I can also hear the other person and they're both just screaming at each other, but not like in an angry way, like a, Oh my God, girl, you'll never believe what happened way. <laughs> but I have no idea what's being said because I, I couldn't pick out what she was saying. I don't know if it was, I, I think she was speaking in another language. Anyway, they are at it. 
Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it is so loud, okay? And I look over at the guy who sat next to her and I can't tell if he's with her and annoyed or not with her and annoyed. But either way, everybody's starting to stare at this woman at this point. And we're like, woman, they told us to like put our shit away. We're getting on this fight to leave. We have already been delayed over two hours now. Shut the fuck up. Excuse my French. She's still going at it. Finally, flight attendants come over and they're like, ma'am, please put away your phone. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I I don't hear the whole thing, right? Because it's across the plane and the flight attendants are trying to not bring more attention to this woman. She basically ignores the flight attendants and is still FaceTiming her friend. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, where am I? What is going on? Why, what is so important that this woman is ta- like cannot hang up her FaceTime call right now? <laughs> what on? She is on a plane to LAX. What is happening? Again, uh, flight attendants leave. They come back, bring more flight attendants with them. Oh, and no. they're now all trying to coerce this woman into hanging up her phone call. <laughs> And I don't know what is happening. Like, I'm like, I, I, and I'm sitting here being like, what on earth is this woman talking about that's so urgent that needs to be talked about right now that she can't hang up this call? She still goes at it. But I think this time she plugs in her headphones. Okay, fine. Now I can't hear the other woman at this point. I can just hear her. Okay, whatever. Then I'm like, okay, this is fine. I can live with this. The guy sat next to me starts blasting the baseball game that he's watching on his phone. With no what headphones. is happening here? So now I got this woman FaceTiming. I got this man watching ESPN. I don't even know what. The, oh, oh, have I like boarded a, a plane in like, I don't know. A plane uh, full of John Candies from planes, trains, and automobiles. This and you're is, like, how is this happening? I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> So then the guy sat next to that woman, FaceTime lady, he gets up and he disappears to the front. And I'm thinking, oh, this ain't good because he looks pissed. And at this point, I'm like, he can't be with her. He comes back, sits down calmly, plays it cool. And more time goes by. I think that woman eventually hangs up her damn phone call. Okay. Now, this has been probably a half an hour at this point okay that we were supposed to have left okay mm-hmm. uh security boards the plane oh no and makes oh. a beeline for the woman and i'm looking at this woman thinking yo i hope this was worth getting on a no fly list i hope this was lady. worth it i hope it was worth it like because i don't I, to this day, I just need to find out what was so important. It literally keeps me up at night. I'm like, what? What? What maybe would make she was you fighting? Wa- maybe she was fighting with her man. Maybe that was her man next to her, and they were fighting. And then no, that was wasn't like her man. Trash. No, that wasn't her <laughs> man. Him. He was very happy to let her ass get bounced <laughs> off that plane. But you want to know the funniest bit? After all this drama, after this woman literally ignoring the flight attendants. After all, like, all of it. Mm. Oh, I forgot. Let me pause and hit rewind real quick. The captain comes over, you know, the loudspeaker or, you know, speaker, and he gives what feels like a 10-minute spiel, which I've never heard on a plane before, (laughs) about how the FAA is not effing around anymore. If you do not do what you are told, 
for wearing a mask, etc. You will get kicked. He literally goes, you will get kicked off. Your wages will be garnished. Like he goes into like all these like, (laughs) you will feel bad about yourself for the rest of your life. He literally goes into a long spiel (laughs) about the consequences, about not listening. This is before this whole debacle. <laughs> so all I kept thinking was all the consequences this woman's going to suffer now. Because like, You're like, garnish wages. <laughs> like, no fly list. I know. Oh, my God. But the best part is when security gets on the plane and comes and gets her, she just calmly gets up and leaves. <laughs> no confrontation No at all. confrontation. And I was like, bitch, you better close out this show <laughs> on a bang. I want to see drama to the very end, okay? I want that, cli- you know what I mean? Like, I want that climax in my storyline. I need to see you lose your shit. I need you to tell me why you, you know, why you are risking your no, your fly status. I your just wages, need to know. But no. Self-respect. Man. What a- she calmly got up and left. Hmm. Kim and I were at a show once. This is not planes and trains, automobiles related. But we were at a show once at a theater in LA. And this woman was drunk and it was just escalated poorly. And <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just oh were wa- we were just watching it because you could see people getting – like at first it was kind of funny. And then it just got Turned. increasingly mm-hmm. um, annoying escalated and, just, and messy. And it escalated really quickly. And so they were trying to get security to have her leave. And she she delivered. She was like – She delivered. She, <laughs> now she closed the delivered. show. She closed the show properly. On she a got high up note. out of her seat. Um, we were seeing John Leguizamo. And she was claiming that she knew John or that her mom knew John. She screamed out, Johnny, help me. <laughs> in the middle of his show he's in the middle of this monologue and she's like johnny and he was like me it's becca's daughter they're trying to arrest me and she was just going nuts that's how you finish that's how you close a show okay that's how you do it quickly followed her down and kim and i were saying will there be a tackle will they tackle her because this was you know they were guys and we were like you know may not turn out very well if they tackle her but um she's pretty drunk so probably wouldn't have mattered but Mm. he kind of stopped and she was like help me and he finally he stopped his monologue and he's like oh girl i can't help you (laughs) it was like like the best interaction i was like well we got our money's worth it was now that now that is how i want to see some drama close out okay i want the popo to come i want her to fight interrupt the show call out john leguizamo have john leguizamo stop the show and reply to her now that is what i want and i did not get that from this lady on this plane and i need to know why she put herself on this no flight list I feel anyway. like she might have known the consequences were going to escalate as well. <laughs> yeah. By that point, it seems like she went peacefully for a reason. She's like, you know what? I've knew. already fucked up. Uh, she it might doesn't have been get in that exact than... situation one time before. <laughs> yeah. Although the hot goss afterwards was apparently she was going off on one about a man about about some man who did her dirty. Yeah, the man mm. who went and got the security <laughs> who was sitting next to her and pretending like he didn't know her. That man, <laughs> that boyfriend. I'm like, girlfriend. Listen, if that, like, I wish I was sat next to her, so I would have, I would have been, I straight up, straight up would have turned to her and been like, listen, if this is about a man, 
Don't put your ass on a no-fly list for a man, okay? It's all good, girl. Like, it's all good. You're flying to L.A. You're going to meet a new man. It's going to be fine. (laughs) But it didn't work out that way. Unfortunately, I did not win the lottery ticket of being sat next to her. So I could have changed her trajectory. But here we are. Yeah, you changed it all. Gonna change it all, <laughs> folks. We are talking planes, trains, and automobiles, and not just crazy people on those planes, trains, and automobiles, and the mysteries they leave behind for us. Um, we are talking favorite fictional characters uh, who, again, trapped on, riding on, run using. over by, using, oh. hailing, you know, a plane, train, or automobile, and so or any are, form of transportation. Really, this is true. This is true. We have not limited it, yeah. Michelle. Who are these lovely voices that we have oh with us today? God. We are so excited. We have very cool friends. They are movie and VHS aficionados. They know everything about everything when it comes to fictional characters and movies. They are the lovely hosts of Rewind Wednesday at the Balboa Theater in San Francisco, which you should get tickets to if you're not doing it. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Ashley Graham and Chloe Jennifer. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yes, we're so excited. Um, Listen, we have have, uh, a really great show coming up. We have made these people wait long enough. Why don't we go ahead and start... Fart? Oh my god, I just said fart. <laughs> you were just still so focused on the lady on the plane. You were like, I'm going to close this out strong. Damn it, I said fart. Damn it, I already screwed up. Uh, let's go ahead and not fart, but start the show. Gosh. Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. We are talking planes, trains, automobiles today with the lovely Ashley Graham and Chloe Jennifer from Rewind Wednesday. And one of the things that has come into Michelle and I's minds as we've put together this episode is how life is about the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. And I think this lends to a lot of probably our characters that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But, you know, it's very funny. I, I know it's such a cliche statement, but as I get older, I really do start to appreciate it because it really is about like the learning and all the experiences that you have versus winding up at the one end point. Would you guys right. agree? Totally. Exactly. And savoring Definitely. all of the ebb and flow in the middle. Mm-hmm. But as like a younger person, I never – if some – and sure, somebody told me that. It's about the journey, not the destination. I would have been like, no, it's not. It's about whatever's at the end. But obviously, now life, um, I don't feel that way anymore. Mm. It's just everything that that goes into what you're doing. I feel like that really came across as I was watching what I was watching for prepping for this <laughs> And – the the characters that I was really focused that I focused on the most were definitely on a journey, like trying to save something or save themselves or come to some kind of closure. But it wasn't necessarily about what happens in the end. Although I have a various round of different endings for everything that I watch, some good and some sad. But yeah, I think it's totally true. Also, random question: Has anyone ever hitchhiked on this call? 
No. no. I've never hitchhiked. Hitchhiked. Um, that's scary. But also, we're all women. So now I... <laughs> Yeah. Why we're all saying yeah. no also <laughs> makes sense uh, in 2021. Um, <laughs> yes. I was just curious. I'm like, does anybody hitchhike? Although I was watching my, Michelle knows I watch a show, my guilty pleasure, 90 Day Fiance. And this guy's and like. Someone hitchhiked on 90 Day Fiance? Yes. Uh-huh. And he's like, I hitchhike all the time. I'm like, of course you do because you're a white man. I was just um, going to say, was he a white man? Oh, of course. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, okay. Um why don't we get right into it and and just round robin, go around and say who our crushes are, and then we can dive in. So, Chloe, Ashley, I believe you guys have a combined choice that you are choosing today. Mm-hmm. Oh, who is your favorite fictional crush that is on a plane, train, automobile, etc.? Well, um. we we randomly both chose <laughs> characters <gasps> from Titanic, did? but different what? characters yes. from Titanic. <laughs> So here we are. So mine, of course, is Jack Dawson, as oh. portrayed by heartthrob Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I, I just... I went with Rose, uh, Kate Winslet. The best. Really, really Winslet. maybe the most iconic of fictional crushes yes. from our childhood. <laughs> oh, my God, oh yeah. I... Listen, I, I remember when that film came out, I was in the sixth grade, and listen, all everybody and their moms were obsessed with that film. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are going to laugh so hard. Maybe not. Or you're just going to look at me like I have two heads, one or the other. <laughs> but I have never seen Titanic. You've never oh, seen what? it? Wow. <laughs> and oh I kind of feel God. like it's Jim. a, a – I feel <laughs> proud of this now at this point because now i'm just like i'm the only person who's never seen titanic so yeah, i wear wow. like a badge of honor so i'm ashamed but also proud of it at the same time and you time. were in sixth grade how did you miss it in sixth yeah. grade that's like prime, prime the prime, prime leonardo dicaprio time you know i missed the boat i was actually not interested in leonardo dicaprio <laughs> at that time i was obsessed with backstreet boys and it was all about nick carter with me at that point mm, um okay. but yeah that's my life. I've never seen Titanic. Um, all right, Michelle, who <laughs> is your favorite fictional crush? I went way back. I went way, way, way back. <laughs> and since we have two lovely guests, I'll give you a twofer, which I normally don't do, although I think <laughs> I've said that before. I am picking Robert Redford as the Sundance Kid Whoa. and Paul Newman as Butch Cassidy from... <gasps> Butch Cassidy and Science Kid. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like. <laughs> That's incredible. In case you, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I just recently watched this movie. And first of all, they're both incredibly charming mm-hmm. throughout. Um, I think Paul Newman is such a cutie. But Robert Redford is hot fire in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry like i watched this movie and i was like i think i need to go into the robert redford old school like 1970s catalog to watch him in his prime because oh I've seen most him. definitely he's hottie boombalati oh my god he's hottie boombalati <laughs> goodbye everyone you know population robert redford like this is like unbelievable he is so hot in this movie um anyways 
I'll come back to some of the fun facts about both of these characters and how they came to be in this movie, but highly recommend. Kim, who's on? Thank you. Kim, who is on your list? Listen, I'm taking y'all back today too guys like michelle i thought whoa i michelle went back further than what actually no maybe not further than me am i the have i picked the oldest one here <laughs> oh i thought for sure i was like 1969 well this is old they're, mine they're is older horses. they're riding horses and occasionally they don't train. even have cars <laughs> <laughs> so guys this is a bit of a deep cut and this one goes out to all my og twilight zone fans But I have to give it up for William Shatner as Robert Wilson in the famous episode called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Now, if you don't (laughs) know this episode, I'll tell you, it is about William Shatner getting on a plane. What we learn about him is that he just got out of a sanatorium. Sanatorium? Uh, A a mental institution. Mm. And what we learn is that he was in there because he had a panic attack on a previous flight and apparently had a mental breakdown and he was there for a few months. His wife goes to pick him up to bring him home and has to bring him on this plane. Well, while on this plane, now you guys will probably make the connection now because the reference is pretty famous. While on the plane, he has the window seat and while in the air, he looks out the window and he sees this crazy looking creature on the wing of the plane and is trying to warn people on the plane mm-hmm. that there is this creature on the wing tearing at the engine and at the wing and everybody thinks he's bonkers. And it's like, it is, I think, I personally will... I love the OG Twilight Zone. I think it's so good. I think it's ahead of its time. I love Rod uh, Rod Serling. And holy shit, the OG Twilight Zone had a lot of diversity mm. for the 60s. Um, black characters, Japanese characters, like diverse storylines for 1960s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which was incredible. But anyway, I'll get back to this. But <laughs> guys, William Shatner does a wonderful job on this on this show. I'm pretty sure that's what got him into Star Trek. Um, and yeah, it's the it's the wildest story. And I don't want to give it away. I believe Twilight Zone either is on Netflix. Um, and if it's not on Netflix, Sci-Fi does a Twilight Zone marathon <laughs> every year, <laughs> which it. of course I, I watch because why? Why would I not want to watch Now's Twilight Zone twenty four hours time, a day? Yeah. Um, now, now is the time, guys. We're getting in spooky season. Um, so yes, William Shatner as Robert Will- Wilson trying to help these people on the plane, <laughs> and everybody thinks he's loco. Yeah. It is a good time, and I highly recommend it. So Chloe and Ashley have picked characters, two characters that are on a journey together. So, um, and and their journeys are separate and then they kind of converge. For you guys, what was it that drew you to these characters that you were like, oh, I'm so in love with these characters? I mean, you could just say Leonardo DiCaprio, but. I mean, (laughs) all the very obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, Titanic sort of defined my (laughs) 1998 uh, after it came out, I was in eighth grade. 
And I had a best friend who was similarly obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. We all had one. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> meant to be. Like I was I was just thinking I've been trying to like make notes so that I don't forget all of the weird Titanic things that I did when I was that age. But Je- Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Boley and I uh, would stay up until like three <laughs> o'clock in the morning playing this weird, not movie related Titanic game that was like a CD-ROM with weird characters. And I just looked it up yesterday and it was actually like, you were supposed to be like preventing world war one, which I was <laughs> totally lost on me. But anyway, <laughs> it was called Titanic adventure out of time. Uh, it was real. It exists on YouTube for anyone that's curious. But um, yeah, I went, I went hard on Titanic. I had everything. I had what I call the Titanic wall, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of posters as well as a series of collages that I of created. Of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> if you didn't have a collage and walls Did you posters, even have a crush? Were did you, you even alive? crush? Did you even love that person? I had, I had four. <laughs> Just to prove now that I'm worthy, I had four collages. Four collages, were, four times the love. That were pos- like a poster board size each. And um, <laughs> all I, I, I've only kept the first one because they got progressively lamer. <laughs> uh, the first one's great. It has like sad 1997 computer printout photos of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. As well as every newspaper headline of that time period. As well as the, the, the crowning piece of the whole thing was that I had the Kleenex <laughs> That I cried into <laughs> while watching Titanic for the third time. Oh, Yo, you I, saw it, I saw it in theaters seven times. <gasps> what? Which, nice. If you do the math, is so many hours of my life. <laughs> it's oh a lot of hours. hours. But I love it. I love yeah. that. So That's some I, dedication. Yeah. yeah. So I had this whole wall. Actually, it was kind of a corner of my room. And at the end of eighth grade, actually, Jessica moved and we took photos. <laughs> Of all the pieces of the wall, so that she could recreate it. In her, oh my in her god! Home. Now yes. you saw the movie seven times. Did you cry? Oh yeah! At each every time? time, every time. I mean, I feel it that. was overwhelming, especially when you love Jack Dawson so much. He was so good and so charming. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like a lot of times I like um, love an actor, and then they play some character, you know. But like this was like the perfect convergence of like this massive heartthrob coming off of Romeo and Juliet also. Yeah. Uh, right. But in this role where like, I mean, Jack Dawson was like the, the greatest, like he was, he was so sweet and he was so likable and he was like down on his luck and he got this shot and like, you know, everything was great about him. And I liked that he, they paired him with Kate Winslet, that she wasn't like this. She kind of looked like a, a relatable gal that you would know or that you could be and so i was Mm. like i love that this like leading character who's so cute and likable and interesting talented is into this gal even though she started off not great uh, chloe can disagree but i was like (laughs) you know she took a little warm up there for me for a while she's a rich girl you know yeah she was rich (laughs) she's gonna have a character arc yeah she had she made that arc where she realized her privilege Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> but man, yeah, that's a good choice. And now I think of all the success that both of them have had separately right. since then. Yeah. Well, and he, I mean, he was coming off of a really big win and Kate Winslet had like, I guess maybe like Sense and Sensibility had happened and 
some other weird stuff, but like neither of them were, were that massive when that happened. And it was like an avalanche craziness. So. Yeah. Yeah. Total avalanche. Uh, Chloe, I mean, it's a good segue. Why do you love, uh, good <laughs> yes, old Rose please, here? Chloe, tell, yeah. us. tell us. I mean, I don't know, just a, similarly, just a very formative movie. Um, for me, you know, mm. saw it twice in theaters, still have my ticket stub. You do? Yeah. Yo, you guys are good fans. Yeah. Mine's on the collage, just FYI. All of One them of the four. Guys. With the tissues. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, just Kate Winslet's just very independent, cool chick in this movie. And... Yeah, Jack Dawson's also very cool. Um, it's like a really sweet romance between them. And then, like, you hit the halfway mark and it turns into, like, a crazy, like, you know, disaster film. Yeah. And it's, like, it's crazy because it's actually really good. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen it recently, but it's, like, a really good movie. Well, we just watched it today. <laughs> I so did, she's yeah. speaking from very sharp experience. I well, didn't. I did not watch it today, but I have watched it within the last like two years, and yeah, I because I, I probably have. Does it hold it. up? It does. I remember. I remember seeing it with a girlfriend of mine in the theater. We were young. We sat in the theater, and <laughs> I guess I didn't expect it to be sad. In my in my young mind, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a romance, and here's this cute guy and this pretty girl, and they're going to make it." And then towards the end, I was like, "Wait, oh. what is happening?" And I just remember we just bawled our eyes out for the end of the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I watched it recently, and I was like, "Yeah," because it really gets your heart racing when he's got the uh, handcuffs and he's trying, and the water's filling up and. There's, yep. It still holds up as much as I would like to talk trash about James Cameron. Well, and Chloe and I talk about this a lot with the series that we host is like the idea of watching movies over and over again and the things that sort of reveal themselves as you like once you once you remove your expectations of the initial watch, mm-hmm. then you're like you're you're slowly changing the way that you're watching the movie. And so I think with mm. Titanic, like there's so many hidden sad things that are happening and other like all those storylines that they sort of unveil as things are like getting real at the end, whether it's the old couple or the little kids being ripped out of their parents' arms or the band mm. or the captain or like all that stuff. Or you're the like, people that were like below and then yeah. they, they couldn't get out mm. and they were They're trapped. Like locked down there. Yeah. yeah. And most of those, fun fact, are based on real people so that they actually like source. So like the old couple that you see in the bed that are going to just die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that, that was real. So it's like it's yeah, I think as a as a very impressionable young person, it was sort of like a weird peek into a historical moment that nobody had ever really like talked yeah. about. So that's the other thing about Titanic is like. It's so weird that, like, I was, like, nine years old when this movie came out. It's, like, a three-hour-long, like, historical, like, drama. <laughs> but it caught people. I was, like, I was so people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, like, there were how, hot people in it, so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Just <laughs> sure. Still, well, I, so, yeah. If someone came to your young self and is like, have I got something for you? It's <laughs> historical right? fiction mixed with drama and people <laughs> die at the end. Everyone your 13-year-old self would have been end. like, uh, no, thank you. Also, I forgot. Well, like Rose tries to kill herself in the beginning of the Hell movie. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. It's dark. Like, pretty dark, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I do like that she is like watching it now as an adult looking back. I was like, oh, she was badass 
gal, you know, and, and you think of like the time period they were in, she was just meant to, well, she had all this privilege mm. and she was just meant to do what like her mom or whatever somebody yeah. told her and marry somebody she, you know, had no interest in. And then you go back and like watch it now, at least I did. And I was like, oh, it is a whole new, like you were saying, yeah. Ash, like a whole new spin on that character and seeing it through my current view based on my adult yeah. experience in life. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, she was she was pretty, like, badass and, like, bucking the norm in all of this. Well, and I think, too, at that time, like, movies that were huge like that had to – they were appealing to so many different people. And one of the sharpest mm. memories I have of Titanic is after it came out on VHS and everybody bought it, which I don't know when that would have been, but I took it to my grandparents' house. and And I have a very, like – I would say conservative sort of family and, and my grandfather like never watched movies. I never mm. knew him to watch wow. television or anything. Like he just kind of thought stuff like that was silly, I mm. think. And so I intended to just like watch it with my Nana, who's like my movie buddy. Aww. And we started watching it and he was sitting there and we were both kind of like, is he going to Is he going to stay? What's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. And he watched the whole movie, which in the middle <gasps> got a little bit weird. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but he watched the whole movie, and it was draw sort me of like, like your French uh, grandpa. You just yeah, did like ooh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Um, <laughs> that's my signature move. Go to the bathroom. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I remember thinking like that's really wild. Like so, this like old man who doesn't watch anything was like pretty interested in it, and it was like going pretty late too, as I recall. So. Aww. So, yeah. So I think it was that, too. It was like there were young people into it for different reasons. And then there were, you know, as the age demographics progressed, everybody had like a reason to. I went to see it in theaters one of my seven times with my other grandmother um, mm. who loved it as well. So Titanic, who would have thought the uniter of people? Yeah. yeah. The, the, connecti- the connecting tissue. <laughs> Will 2021 be the year that I cave and watch Titanic? Maybe. Maybe. I, Maybe. I would be interested to know what you think. Yeah, like on a first <laughs> Having watch. Having never seen it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I know everything that happens at this point. <laughs> I should just watch it. But, you know, guys, have you I seen, got a record like, to keep up. pieces of it? You must have seen, like, clips and stuff like that. I've seen some clips, but mostly it's just like cultural references, like paint me like one of your French girls. I mean, how many times have I heard that? I've never actually seen, was it Kate Winslet say that? Like, I've never seen her utter those words, but I've heard those words. Um, But yeah, what a cultural phenomena. Like, that movie was just wild. Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I want to say that was like a number one hit on the Billboard charts for months. For months. Put her on the map, too, Um, in terms of, like, really being that, like, like really solidifying her as, like, a U.S. pop star, Mm -hmm. um, especially for a French-Canadian singer, right? Like, crazy. Well, I also took – I took 10 years of piano lessons as a kid, and to this – to now, the only song I can play on the piano is My Heart (laughs) Will Go On. (laughs) Yes. Whoops. And um, <laughs> and funny, like it, it, Chloe and I were actually supposed to host Titanic. I don't know when that would have. Oh, it was going to be on the day that it was yeah. like the anniversary of the sinking right. of the Titanic, yeah. and we had it all oh, set up. Twenty twenty. And I was so <laughs> like excited. April. Yeah, I was so yeah. excited because I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to have to stop because we've show movies on VHS." 
So we were going to yeah, have to stop it and have an intermission <laughs> yes. and switch the tape, which for yes. me was like such a Do big it. deal when I was a kid because I was always torn. I was like obsessive about rewinding all my VHS tapes as soon as I was done watching them. Yeah. Wow. And so I always had this moment in the middle of Titanic where I was like, Do, oh, do I rewind or should I just like pop the next one in because I don't want to like make the audience my, sit and wait <laughs> as you rewind the tape? Just five minutes, guys. Five minutes. I can just rewind this tape really quick for my So sanity. I don't exactly remember what I did. But but anyway, in the in the conversations about hosting it, it was like, oh, could I sit in the lobby and play My Heart Will Go On on a keyboard <laughs> or a piano for Yes, hours? do it. Yes. Do it. You I'm in full support of this. buried that lead and didn't come in playing. No, I could have been sitting here with my keyboard just like playing in. Oh my god, Titanic. What a great time. Celine Dion, so many great things. Michelle. Yeah. Tell us more about what do you want to know about Butch Cassidy? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Kid. What is the movie about? If you if you've never seen it, like me. (laughs) Well, when I come to the conclusion that I've like Westerns, which I never thought that I would say that, but I like gravitating towards to them lately. Well, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid were actual real people. So speaking of mm-hmm. historical fiction, they were real people. Um, Butch Cassidy was actually Robert Parker, but he was nicknamed Butch because apparently he used to work in a butcher shop. I don't know. And the Sund- Sundance Kid's real name was Harry Longbow. So definitely better going off as Sundance Kid. You know definitely what I mean? <laughs> Sundance Kid, way, way better. Um, originally, it was called... Um, The Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy and Paul Newman was supposed to play the Sundance Kid and they tapped into Steve McQueen originally to play Butch Cassidy and then there was fighting over billing because at the time Steve McQueen and Paul Newman were like equal billing as far as movies and movie stars and so um, Fox told them you know what we'll do on the posters is one of you will be first and then we'll just switch it out for rest the rest of the posters so half of you will get half of the posters you'll get top billing and then we'll switch and steve mcqueen said no thank you i'm out so they looked at all kinds of different actors they looked at marlon brando to play what they thought was butch cassidy and then finally they were thought that Robert Redford might be the guy, but he was not at all a movie star. This is the movie that like put him on the map. So he did some like stage work and oh, he was Robert like, Redford, fun fact, is in uh Twilight Zone. Oh. <laughs> a lot of actors got um got their you know, start in yes. yes. So if he was in the Twilight Zone and he apparently all the stuff that I read that he was doing like bit parts and some stage work. And so he was considered like a complete lightweight and not at all going to be able to carry this movie. And finally, they convinced the studio to have Robert Redford play the Sundance Kid, and so they switched it. So that's how it became Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid because Paul Newman got top billing. Mm, Um, So, yeah, so it's really interesting. It starts off with this line that it says, most of this is true. None of it is true um, <laughs> because yeah. so much about them is not known. And what I love is that the screenwriter was uh, – where had his name written down? 
William Goldman, who also did The Princess Bride, which I love. Oh, yeah. Wow. And wow. so he did like eight years of research into these characters to figure out what really happened to them, like how they became these oh. like outlaws. They were robbing banks and chased all around and ended up in South America. And finally, he was like, this this whole biography is not going to work. It's just too much work and I can't verify any of it, which is how the screenplay came about and how the movie came about. He's like, ah, just make it up. Yeah, so he was just like, <laughs> it's mostly fiction. But apparently Butch Cassidy's real-life sister came to the set and oh. watched it and was so enthralled by Paul Newman's interpretation of her brother and the storyline that she loved she was. it. She really, yeah, <laughs> no joke. She's like, give me more of that, Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Anyways, I loved it. Um, the original gang for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was, was called, they were called the Wild Bunch. But Warner Brothers was doing a movie that was just a Western. It wasn't necessarily about the Wild Bunch. It was just called the Wild Bunch. Right. So that's why in this movie, Fox changed the gang's name to the Hole in the Wall gang, which is where they film it mm. in Wyoming or where apparently Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid hung out in Wyoming or called home base was the Hole, the hole in the Wall in Wyoming. So anyways, I love their journey together. I think that Butch Cassidy is very charming. Sundance Kid is very hot and and they have very funny moments. Which is one like, is charming. One is charming. Hot. One is hot. really hot. In my both, I mean, I was going to say, I'm like, that. yo. They're both equally hot. You can't go they, wrong. But they both have like different things that they bring to the table as far as these characters. And originally, I guess when they screened it, it was too funny. So they cut out some of like the funny <laughs> bits and dialogue that wow. that play along. And that speaking of a hot Paul Newman, he did the whole bicycle scene on his own. Like, it wasn't a stuntman. They hired a stuntman who couldn't do the bicycle stuff. And so. That's cool. That's some hardcore stuff right there. I don't know that they did all of their horseback riding, which is what I I chose their transportation for for this episode. Bikes count. There are trains. Robert Redford actually ran. He's running on the top of the train in the very first scene where they Mm -hmm. rob this train what kind of sets the tone for the whole movie and he was running he actually did it on his own and then paul newman was mad not because he totally cared about robert redford they were friends but he was like i really didn't want to lose a co-star to oh something my God. where can you we, imagine we have stuntmen to do this yeah so, dude good call good call yeah Take highly, a seat, paul <laughs> highly recommend it um it's i think the two of them together is it's just great. Um, if you want to see them together in another fantastic movie, I highly recommend The Sting, um, which has them together, obviously, still being hot. Um, <laughs> um, but they are uh, grifters, kind of con men. And I love a cross and I love a double cross cross. <laughs> and this movie has got all of it. So I'll say nothing more if you haven't seen it. And if you want to see Robert Redford being charming to this day, he came out in 2018 in a movie called The Old Man and the Gun with Sissy Spacek. Yeah. And he is so darn cute in it. And there is definitely a parallel between some of the stuff that happens in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, some oh. scenes, and you'll see that in The Old Man and the How Gun. How old is he now? He's like, 85, maybe? maybe still older. looking good. He's still, look- yeah. he's still got that charm. If you watch The Old Man and the Gun, I was like, oh, I get it, Sissy Spacek. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling y'all right now, 
to segue, you know, back to Twilight Zone is the perfect segue. <laughs> perfect. Y'all got to watch ro- a young Robert Redford in the episode of the Twilight Zone called Nothing in the Dark. It's a good episode. And uh, yo, he's looking good. <laughs> you will have no issues watching this episode. Apparently, it is episode number. Uh, I just had it. I thought I did. What was Guys, it called, just, though? Nothing in the Dark? Nothing in the Dark. Google it. Oh, episode 81. It is episode right. 81, which, you know, God knows what that means um, on Netflix. You'll figure it out. <laughs> All I know is that it's worth the journey. Speaking of journey. It's worth Amazing. the journey to see a young Robert Redford. And from now on, our Instagram will only be <laughs> Titanic and Rob- young Robert Redford from now on. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. all Paul Newman, actually, in that. Oh, we'll post Paul Newman. Okay. He's, uh, he is hot in the sting. Yeah, I mean, I he's, like him otherwise, but he was really great in as my, my my nana, not to bring up my grandparents again, but my <laughs> nana loved Paul Newman. And quick How funny story yeah. was that my dad and my aunt, when they're in high school, they bought my nana a Paul Newman poster for her birthday as a joke, and she framed it and put it up in her bedroom, <laughs> as you do, as you do. And, I love and your like, nana. My my papa was like slowly like looking at it every day and finally he said either he goes or I go. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So the Paul Newman poster went away forever. Aww. But years later she became obsessed with Ricky Martin and she did <laughs> she ended up with a Ricky Martin poster up in the house. Framed? And I was like, it didn't yeah, oh yeah. And it oh didn't it didn't God. cause the riff that it had before, but I guess <laughs> different, different like, era it's of okay. their relationship. <laughs> Ricky's gay. It's fine. It's Ricky fine. wasn't gay yet, you know? We this didn't know that Ricky was gay. Okay, 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 okay. But, okay. Uh, but that, that rocked Your the world. But yeah, he, he was like, This isn't a threat. He's young, he's I think he's a homosexual. It's totally fine. But, I uh, like yeah. that he let the Paul Newman poster in the frame stay up for a for little like while. For as long as he did. Yeah. Finally he was like, I'm not with this anymore. You yeah. imagine if a man did that to you? I'd be like, yo. I'll be like, I'm you not- get this Kate Winslet poster <laughs> out of here right now. This frame Kate sure Winslet the, poster. I'm not sure of how long it lasted, but I the, the story goes that it did go for a little while without him saying anything he's like we're married now can you please take that down uh i like the if it's either he goes or i go i love that so much very very much like and it's a poster yeah i love that this is very funny um i don't have a whole lot of fun facts about this particular episode of the twilight zone because it's such a deep cut to begin with but i can tell you right now that it's been parodied several times in fact my good friend and one of our uh, previous guests, James the Third, who is an amazing actor, writer, comedian. Um, he is absolutely brilliant. Him and his sketch team out of uh, UCB New York called Astronomy Club sold a sketch show to Netflix, which was which aired last year. Mm-hmm. And it is so funny. It unfortunately did not get renewed for a second season, but I highly recommend watching the first season on Netflix again called Astronomy Club. Mm-hmm. And one of the funniest sketches on that show is my friend James III reenacting this Twilight Zone scene okay but instead of a crazy ape-like creature on the wing of the plane is a woman twerking and that is all i'm gonna say you have to find it and james gives the performance of a lifetime (laughs) in terms of like there's a woman 
twerking on the wing of the plane, which is, is what you should have gotten as the closeout on Curacao. Yeah, I know. Curacao the, lady. the grand finale. Yeah. I, uh, what has Full happened circle. to this woman? Um, <laughs> guys, I, it, it, so twi- this Twilight Zone episode is actually based off a short story by the same name. Uh, written by Richard Matheson, um, who uh, first published Alone by Night. Um, or sorry, first published in Alone by Night. So anyway, guys, it's a good time. William Shatner, I think, you know, also a hottie when he was young, mm-hmm. which is very funny because now he's so silly. Ash is <laughs> not sure. Ash is... Well, I'm going to totally have to go back. I'm going to have to do a Google search. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. It's don't kind know of like a board. young Steve Buscemi or something. You can't... Kind of like, mm, yeah, it's okay, hard. Okay. Yes. I know it's so All hard right. to separate because I feel like we see William Shatner these days and, you know, yeah. he's got that, like, you know, crazy uncle vibe going now. But, like, boy, young William Shatner, not too shabby. All right. <sighs> I do, I do recommend Twilight Zone. There's some really great, 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 great episodes. But we have to get to honorable mentions. But before we get to honorable mentions, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about some upcoming films mm-hmm. that we think may have a plane, train, automobile of some sort incorporated into the storyline when we return. Hey, it's Rebecca Lieb. And I'm Jason Horton. And we are Ghost Town, a show about weird history, hauntings, unexplained events, true crime, and all kinds of bizarre phenomenon the world over. From unsolved murders to haunted manors. Satanic panic to internet mysteries. Buy a ticket to our abandoned amusement park. A VIP ghost pass to our haunted club? No. Bottle service. We have new episodes of Ghost Town every Wednesday and Friday, and you can find Ghost Town wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, who would we be if we didn't give you recommendations of fictional characters with some form of transportation? Um, Kim is probably already tired of me talking about this movie um, as of today. It hasn't no, come out never. yet. Um, it will be on Netflix. It's called The Harder They Fall. Listen to this. Y'all got to watch this trailer. Regina King, Zazie Beetz, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield, Jonathan Majors, who's Stop my boyfriend and doesn't enough. even wow. know it already. <laughs> this Delroy, is too much. Delroy Lindo, Dion Cole. I stop mean, it. get out of here. Stop it. <laughs> Just. Stop it. I'm I, buying a plane ticket and I'm getting the <laughs> hell out of here because <laughs> this is too much. There's definitely too much horses. Talent. Again, like I said, I didn't think I was a person who like likes Westerns, but I remember <laughs> reading who was in this movie and I was like, give me more of the trailer is just unbelievable. I cannot wait for this movie to come out to the point that I need to reset my own expectations. Um, <laughs> I have I, – I did read one thing that it is very – violent and bloody so i'm just gonna go in thinking it's like a tarantino film and then mm-hmm. i'll yeah. make peace with it okay. so the harder they fall um a lot of horse riding i assume there's some trains at least based on what we've seen in the trailer and then um this we've been waiting for at least maybe some of us have been waiting for for a while a long time a long time no time to die uh <laughs> time. which is the swan song for daniel craig's james bond and Mm -hmm. in it he's got his 1963 aston martin and i'm sure as kim and i were laughing about earlier today that there are going to be all kinds of chases car chases motorcycles all kinds of you there's always some crazy (laughs) ass vehicle if i'm watching a james bond movie there has to be some crazy automobile involved 
and chase across a beautiful city that I've never been to. And this is Carrie Fukunaga, Fukunaga, Fukunaga. Maybe you can make a note there. Carrie Fukunaga <laughs> is the director who we know and love from True Detective. So speaking of expectations, a little bit high, but you know, I'm not mad at Daniel Craig. I don't think he's the most attractive <laughs> man I've seen. Um, Sorry, Daniel Craig, you're doing all right. You don't need my validation. But <laughs> he has an X factor. I think that he, he does. Like, plays yeah. a believable James Bond. If you were in a pickle, you, he, you'd be okay with him being the guy. Yeah. I, listen, I mean, as someone who didn't give two shits about James Bond, like I watched the Pierce Brosnan ones, um, but no, they never did it for me. And, I, you know what I mean? Just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't get into them, didn't really care. Mm -hmm. And then the Daniel Craig James Bonds came out and I was like, yo. And not because I think he's a total hottie, but because mm -hmm. I think he has he has a really great approach to the role that mm -hmm. honestly feels real to me. Like Pierce Brosnan doesn't feel like a real spy to me. I don't know. Now I'm talking yeah. crazy. But like <laughs> Daniel Craig feels like he could kick somebody's ass and mm -hmm. kill like four men at one time. I do <laughs> believe that. Um, but also charm the hell out of women. I believe that as well, even though it, he doesn't really do much for me. But I, I but am I could see it. I could see it with the accent and the just the everything. Oh, and I love the fact – I love the cast in general for these films. Especially um, this new one is unreal. Oh, fantastic. I, I mean, it, it's just uh, – we, we got J Dame Judi Dench. We've got um, – oh, man, the actor's name who plays Q. Oh, he is – phenomenal that actor and of course i'm blanking on his name like an asshole i'm gonna google it right now but man so good great cast great actors i'm here for it yeah i can't wait i'm actually pretty excited i know they were waiting to have this movie come out in the theater specifically so i'm pumped for it i've never we, we seen actually... a single james bond movie <gasps> you pulled a cam with the titanic not one except that there's so many of them that the odds <laughs> would be are. that i had seen one but i have never seen one just um, no interest for you no, the actor not, not my thing ben wishaw ben yeah, wishaw i don't know how yeah. you pronounce his last name oh he's glorious he's such a great actor mm. um he plays q anywho Honorable mentions, folks. It's mm -hmm. the people who didn't make it to your number one spot this week, but you're like, you know, listen, I love this character. They rode a train. They hailed a cab. They, I don't know, boarded a rocket ship, whatever it might be. Uh, Chloe and Ashley, would you like to throw out some honorable mentions? Chloe, go for it. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Night on Earth, the Jim Jarmusch film? No. I Tell us heard. about this. Yeah. It's good. It's like a bunch of different stories um, that all happen in one night. Oh, I like this. And um, like in different countries and whatnot. And one of them is when a writer is a taxi driver in New York. Oh. Wow. And, um, yeah, that is is she she's very cool um it's a good movie um i actually i think they might all be taxi drivers if i remember yeah oh, i think they're all oh. taxi drivers in different cities is the plot oh, of the movie that's pretty oh. cool yeah, yeah. What year and what's it called about? again yeah. yeah it's called night on earth night on, on earth yeah i think like late 90s or Oh, then Winona yeah. Ryder in her prime. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's peak Winona. Maybe, maybe early aughts, but like, yeah. 
All right. Interesting. All right. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Anybody else on your list? Um, Also, recently, um, Aquafina in (laughs) Shang-Chi. Of course. (laughs) I mean, she she drives a Muni in that movie, so I feel like that counts. (laughs) Totally. Oh, yeah. It totally counts. Mm -hmm. That's one, like, I loved that movie. Yeah, it's really fun, right? It's really fun, and I really liked what they did with her, with Aquafina's character, because they didn't kind of make her play this, like, slapsticky goofy character which i don't mind but i just like the no spoilers here on crush fictionally but i just like the storyline that they had for her in this movie it just was a little bit like wasn't what i expected and in a very good way and i liked that it was different and not just like the same thing for her as like a comedic actress mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah love it well, I've got one on the on the public transit driver. Yes, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is also recent, and that is Patterson, starring Adam Driver. Oh. Who is my Leo DiCaprio of, <laughs> of today. <laughs> of today. I'm not I, um, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. All right, cl- I'm mean, glad. I'm glad. He looks like he plays a terrible character in the upcoming uh is it called the duel? Yes, yeah. last duel. I'm, but I'm he not, looks. I'm not he looks on that great. Vibe, but he looks <laughs> Why great. does he always look good? <laughs> he plays the worst person, worst character. But you but still think fine. he looks He's good? Got long, long hair. Yeah, it's that good. like crazy <laughs> jaw he's got. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine. I with actually, this. I know this doesn't translate on a podcast, but I'm going to turn my computer so you guys can <laughs> see this like giant. Oh, Adam- oh, <laughs> speaking of posters on the wall, we are looking at a poster of Adam Driver on Ashley's wall, and it is actually is it an it's ad? a full it's body. A, it's a Gap ad from like seven years ago, and it was in the it, on the transit tip. It was a Bart ad in the Bart tunnel here in san francisco and somebody got it for me oh <laughs> i made it i God. made a joke about it and because he was in this gap campaign that was like on every bus shelter and on the side of every bus and they yeah. took over a bart station and all that and i was like had a friend that worked for the company who puts up the ads and i made this joke and then like one day this got delivered to my office and i was mortified <laughs> and then i put it up on the wall and i was like i'm never getting a boyfriend this is like this is it for me <laughs> No, I don't know about that. So anyway, like- it's a little intimidating for some some guests, yes. but um, it hasn't come down yet, so I don't know. Does I, it need I've to? Thought about I it. Don't, I've thought I about it, but I was going to say, where's the frame? I, I, think, I, I know, know, right? Have a frame. I, I need know. to get a frame it's on that. Really, bad boy. it's really bigger than it looks. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> forward to the day that a man or you know what, whoever your significant other is, is like, please take this down. It's me. Oh, it's I was going to say that or Adam Driver. I feel like that's how you qualify your, yeah. you know, your better half. If the guy who shows up is like, I like your Adam yeah. poster. There's actually, uh, there's a lot of things in here to get over. So it's like one of, oh. it's one of many weird things on the wall. So it's not, it's fine. We are going to ask for you to take a picture of it so that we can post it on Instagram for everybody's I will embarrass pleasure. myself. I also have a photo of my collage, my Titanic collage. Oh, oh yes, my God. Please send that. I think yeah. Chloe has seen it. that, but it exists and it is real. Um, anyway, I, I thought Patterson was like one of the best movie eyes that I'd seen in 
the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's a quick summary of that film for anybody who doesn't like, know what it's about? Nothing happens in that movie. Uh, I see. He, <laughs> he writes poetry, a, though, right? He writes Doesn't poetry. He? He's a bus driver. And he has this very quirky wife that's, like, always painting their house in black and white colors and patterns. And, like, they just have this very – it's a very quiet, slow movie, but it's so beautiful. And that's their awesome. relationship is so quiet and nuanced. And he has a love for her that is so – big and and real and I think it's Mm. like we all know like a like quiet people who are have these depths about them and I think very rarely are those people in movies right yeah that's true and so I just I just like loved that this was the whole movie was just this kind of quirky guy and his day-to-day yeah that's also a Jim Jarmusch film yeah we've got we've got some symmetry here there you go Uh, Hmm. yeah and then I'm trying to think I want to actually shout this one out because Chloe and I were just talking about it earlier I watched Armageddon last night (laughs) and I I want to interject AJ I think his last name is Frost uh, as played by Ben Affleck in 1998. Ben Affleck in his prime. Yeah, I mean, so my Titanic <laughs> love is like pretty like parallel with Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Oh god. So that was the other piano song that I knew, which was Miss Misery, which is a hideous oh. song to play on the piano, but a beautiful song by Elliot Smith. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben Affleck, I never went for Matt Damon, but Ben Affleck, oh baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, you know when they like they dated he was Matt Damon was dating Winona Ryder and Ben Affleck mm-hmm. was dating Gwyneth Paltrow and it was like oh my god this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> that was my I was obsessed with Ben Affleck during that period and so Armageddon was like I watched it last night for the first time in probably like fifteen years and, did and he, I knew and did AJ I knew all up? of it like I knew everything <gasps> like every word and I knew every scene and like I was like I've watched this a lot at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that so. montage though that like assembly the team montage oh, yeah. is one of the funniest mm-hmm. montages oh, yeah. ever. Yeah, it, it, that I, cast I, is stacked. It's like it's I forgot Owen Wilson was in it. Like yes. everybody, like it's like it's crazy. It's like 1998 on steroids. So <laughs> I. Yeah, and I mentioned it to Chloe, and she was like, oh, that's right, I love that movie. And I was like, yeah, like, it kind of got forgotten because it was so goofy and kind of stupid, but, like... I cry every time I watch it. <laughs> Don't want to close my eyes. Also, the soundtrack Don't is so fall good. asleep. I mean, talk it's about... So okay, Michelle and I have and talked about this on past episodes, but whatever <laughs> happened to the movie song? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. No, we talk about this, too, because the mm-hmm. 90s were, like, every movie had a song. Every movie had a song. Yes, yes. And every... I I, I blame like video. The, I think like the death of radio is sort of what happened to those songs, mm. but and YouTube, yeah, they definitely yeah, kind of like disappeared. But those soundtracks from that era are like, killer, like, kind of <laughs> laughably awesome. Like they're yeah. like they're so over the top that it's like whoa. Like we were just we just showed Twister in July, and and re-listening to that soundtrack, it was like, it's crazy. It has like Tori Amos and Van Halen on it or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's all over the place. And, yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the 90s, right? It's like perfect totally. representation of the 90s. So, that's perfect. Um, so yeah, the soundtrack is, it crushes. Ooh, my opinion. That <laughs> does sound amazing. Yeah, so those, um, are, those are maybe my top. Love top. that. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to pause for that siren. Okay, let me put that in here. Siren. Um, 
Shall I jump in with my honorable mentions real quick? Yes, please. Um, I'm so predictable. (laughs) I don't care. I'm going to mention them time and time again to the day I die. Marty McFly and Doc (laughs) Brown. I didn't even think about that. I mean, we've already, Michelle and I have talked about Back to the Future at length, but I would be crazy if I didn't bring up the DeLorean, (laughs) the time traveling DeLorean. I mean, that's the ultimate planes, trains, automobiles movie, I think, if you ask me. But I couldn't pick them again this time for a second time. And talk about being on a journey. Oh, (laughs) the trilogy worth of a journey. A nonlinear journey, a journey through time, a journey through... A buddy comedy, an action... (laughs) It's everything. It's got everything, folks. Um, By the way, if you... uh, are a fan of this film, I would highly recommend watching on Netflix the movies that made us the episode for Back to the Future. Mm. It is phenomenal. It has brought up a lot of the same fun facts that maybe you've heard Michelle and I talk about on our um, time travel episodes. So Mm. tune in. It's very good. There's a lot of great, um, you know, behind the scenes stories and like uh, Hollywood. Hollywood's crazy, y'all. Um, the second one I have to give it up for is, uh, if you guys have, have you guys seen the Netflix animated film called Over the Moon? It is so good. It is so sweet. It is about a young Chinese girl who builds a rocket because she wants to go to the moon and meet, um, one of the moon goddesses so she can get a wish fulfilled um, because it, guys, it's so heartbreaking, but also so beautiful. There's a great cast involved, including Ken Jeong, but I absolutely love the character Fei Fei played by Kathy Ang. And I highly recommend it. Such a sweet film. And um, listen, I would be remiss if I didn't mention these two last ones. So I'll keep it quick. Uh, hello, the Terminator from Terminator 2. He literally <laughs> rolls up and is like, come with me if you want to live. And you're like, you better go with him. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. I mean, talk about nonstop uh, uh, automobiles and yeah. transport, like the craziest transportation oh you've ever God. seen. And the um, girls in it are just ooh, oh, so phenomenal. So good. Yeah. So mm. good. Charlize Theron. I have no problem with her as Furiosa. Yeah. What a great cast. Ugh, I love that film. It is so, so good. Michelle, who do you got? I thought for sure that you were going to mention Keanu and his girl, bomb on the that bus. W- girl, Keanu is another- like the most obvious one, right? The, right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was go- but I've already talked about Keanu. Yeah, yeah, we've already talked I've about already Keanu. talked a lot about the whole episode <laughs> dedicated to yeah. Keanu. So we could talk about John Wick because he does ride a horse through the streets of New York. <laughs> and then he's also rescuing people off the bus in L.A. But- Let's just honorable mention Keanu as a whole as a yes. general yes. Could, how could we not um my <laughs> next pick is also an older an older cut i guess steve mcqueen as detective bullet in bullet he's riding around in a 1968 ford mustang and he mm. has that daniel craig thing about him i don't really find him attractive but i want him to get me out of a pickle or a murder <laughs> scene or something um so steve mcqueen i'm with you in bullet um and since we have our lovely ladies uh from san francisco i thought that made sense totally. and this one oh my god if <laughs> I watched this movie and I haven't watched it in a really long time, but my party trick is I can probably 
recite this movie from beginning to end. Yes. Uh, what is it's it? It's a little movie called Tommy Boy starring Chris <laughs> Farley. And Chris Farley as Tommy Callahan is so great. I love Chris Farley in general. I mean, some of the greatest mm. lines from Saturday Night Live where he's just like, it makes me angry. Um, <laughs> but him as Tommy as kind of like this floundering son whose dad unexpectedly passes away and so he needs to get in a car a plymouth satellite with his not so close friend played by his <laughs> real life close friend david spade mm-hmm. and they get in this car and they travel to detroit to try and save his dad's business and it is so damn funny so much physical comedy uh chris farley's character as tommy is just equal parts charming and annoying and stupid and so funny and i just that might be my favorite chris farley but i mean if you want me to ever go to a party and recite that whole movie i would do it i'm gonna host a party just so you do that i just i was it was on tv and i started watching it and i was like this could be my number one pick and i thought am i really gonna come in as tommy callahan into crush fiction why not but sorry i'm into it one of my other ones that i didn't say is is hawk from detroit rock city Mm. and i'm gonna mention it because they're also making a road trip to detroit Oh, and they're cute. driving in a brown Volvo, and my entire high school existence, all I wanted was a brown Volvo. Because I loved Edward Furlong, and I Aww, loved him in that movie, and I loved Kiss, and yeah. it was like all of my things in one place. Aww. So still, still love it. Oh, and I can quote it. I can pretty much quote it. Yeah, I love that. that you've seen yeah. a movie so many times that so you remember times. all the lines, and then they're still, but they still hold something. Oh yeah, like watching Tommy Boy, I was like, this is still such a funny movie yeah. that he's just like messing up and and there's the deer that they hit and so the car just gets, <laughs> keeps getting beat up and like the door comes off and then Tommy doesn't realize to take the oil can out of oh, yeah. the engine and so the, the hood pops up. It's just like one ridiculous thing yeah. after another and when they're singing to the music on the radio i was like this is just such a great it's one of my favorites that i watched when i was like a teenager watched my friends and thought was so so funny and i think to this day my friend debbie i don't know if she listens to our podcast but we always we always use the phrase not here or here so much but right here and that's where tommy like has a huge like mark on his face from getting hit by richard um but yeah tommy callahan was a very Close number two pick as far as my honorable mentions, right behind a mustached Robert Redford. <laughs> it's just an eclectic mix. <laughs> it's such a weird mix. Men. I was telling Kim, I was like, I've got some weird picks coming into today. I chose William Shatner from a single episode of The Twilight Zone. I think I probably win the award for weirdest pick of the evening. Um, And you know what? I'm okay with accepting that award. Um, Congrats, congrats. gals. Sorry, I always say guys by default. I'm horrible. Humans. Um, Humans. I need to progress, Kim. Uh, Gals, we have had a wonderful time with you. Thank you so much for being our guest. Yes, thank you so much for having us. It's been fun. 
Oh, how can people learn about Rewind Wednesday or follow you or follow your events? How can they? How can the people embroidery that? Yeah, hit up that embroidery. I'm an. I'll take that. So that's one of my other (laughs) fictional crushes. I have an embroidery business called Little Russ Thompson. Mm-hmm. which is an obscure reference to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Because I actually think Little Russ Thompson was my original crush. Because <gasps> um, he was not that cute as it turned out, but uh, he was the only babe that I'd ever seen, maybe. Uh, anyway, I named my company after him, which I don't I want it. Disney to know. But uh, but yeah, that's the Instagram handle is Little Russ Thompson. Amazing. And, and Chloe can shout out the theater. Yeah, so... Balboa Theater on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and our upcoming Rewind Wednesdays are Casper on October 20th, Ooh. The Craft on October 27th, The Craft! Oh my god. <laughs> and we're doing a Lindsay Lohan Fest on November 10th. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now is Parent that multiple trap. movies? Yeah, it's Freaky gonna be like Friday. all day Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Oh, oh my god. Love I loved Freaky Friday. I thought that was a great so movie. So good. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! This is my favorite she, is she's just returned. just my luck. That's what we were just talking about the other day. This <laughs> is oh, a terrible movie. Yeah, With, it's her and Chris Pine. A young oh. Chris Pine, awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I own it, and I've watched it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's so, all yeah, right. It's happening. Yeah, we respect that. Yeah, we I totally respect, respect that. that. Again, Chloe, Ashley, thank you so much for being on our show. So and lovely. Listeners, remember, if anyone asks you about roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. (laughs) Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) In between episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally. And feel free to slide into those DMs. Or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush Fictionally, with original music by the talented Edith Mudge, artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock, and produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trong. And remember to love yourself. Because your love is real.